Oh man, what a day so far. It's 14-14, uh, Sunday, 11-12-2023. I'm uh, just uh, sitting back on the deck catching some fall sun rays. Um, sunbathing, so to speak. Um, it's cold here, I guess it's in its 50s or something like that here in Jersey, but um, I'm appreciating the warmth that's uh, on my skin, my face, and my hands, etc. Um, so just uh, wanted to just check in and just share some thoughts and encouragement, which is also what I uh, preached about today at Westminster Presbyterian Church. Periodically, at least one time a year, um, I'm asked to uh, deliver a message, a sermon, um, and uh, I just share about, you know, my, my life experiences, my challenges, my growing areas, etc., um, with a focus on talking about how there's a scripture reference to it. So today my message was titled, Be Encouraged. Your time, your talent, your treasures. And um, the music that in, I had played, and I generally try to play whenever I preach, is reggae. Because I'm a big reggae music fan. And today, I um, played Steel Pulse's Chant a Psalm. And had a chance to, you know, talk about um, how I came to be a fan of their music the reggae culture and the Jamaican culture and etc. But to all tie that into, you know, a message about encouragement and about recognizing all of us having time, talent, and treasures and what we're doing with them. Um, there's a recording of it and I'll be sharing that later if you want to hear the whole 12-minute sermon or so, but it's like this whole idea of cycles and spheres and things just coming back around, coming back around. And how do we uh, learn from those things and how do we encourage others and work with others so that our life experiences um, can help benefit it so that others can get through an easier time of some of the challenges that we have. Long story short, we are all either in a storm, leaving a storm, or heading to a storm, as Charles Stanley would say. So let's keep that in mind when we're out in public and we're, we're going through our stuff, but we want to uh, act a certain way to other people or interject our stuff on them. Just recognize that you have no idea what kind of space or situation or what they're personally dealing with and just the same as we would want the benefit of the doubt or for people to treat us a certain way when we're not feeling well or in a tough situation let's consider that when we're out and about and doing our things and even more so what would it look like if more people just in general just in life in general just started looking at all human beings in a way of non-judgment non-critique non-aggression 
think that we would all be a bit better. So that is the focus of what I do and have been doing and plan to continue doing, continue doing as long as I'm allowed to. Um, and that is to meet with, talk to people, engage in relationships and in conversations, preferably over food and beverages. And to let them know that, hey, I, I look at you the way that I want you to look at me. We're all trying to do better. I'm a human being. I have feelings. I have emotions. I have things that I do good. And there's lots of things that I don't do so good. But that's okay because I'm trying at every given time to do the best that I can. And that's how I'm going to look at you. I'm fortunate because I've got this amazing access and privilege of being an award-winning media host and personality. So there's a market for people who want to uh, engage and talk to me and the guests that I have and the things that I'm presenting, which is also awesome. Lately, I've been focusing on it from this perspective. When, you know, challenges come up and and I get challenges and, and people challenging me for what I do and how I do things and why I do them or I don't do them and the time I take and don't take all those different things and that's just normal Um, you know that's part of just recognizing that that's what it is it's got nothing to do with the folks not wanting me to succeed it's just that certain personalities are like that so the tough thing for me uh, at this point is How much time do I have to reach an audience of people to let them know that you are worthy, you are special, you are everything that everyone else is, and that getting away from the ideas and the structures that have um, imprisoned you, whether mentally or physically, are barriers And I want to help and work to assist, to connect you with others who can help you be freed. To be freed from the physical and or the emotional imprisonment. There's many ways to do this. This is where it gets tricky for a lot of people. Especially when thinking about me. Just like anyone else, I mean, people see me and have their ideas and their opinions and think I should do this or I shouldn't do that or all those things and that's just natural Um, it's cool that I'm I'm in a comfortable space where I can have conversations with folks and hear what they're saying and process it and digest it and say yeah you know that's that's falling in line with where I'm headed or it's not whether or not I say it that way so how do we Play chess and not checkers. Here's an example. Jacques Reach. Recreation. Reach, which is an acronym for recreation, environment, art, civics, and health. So each one of those subjects, recreation, environment, art, civics, and health, I have relationships. Created lines of business advocacy 
with the specific intent that this is what I believe is going to help grow and develop the community. The community that is indigenously, indigenously there, should I say, indigenously there. Meaning, community organizing. If you're going into a community or if you're in a community, listen to what that community is saying. Who are the people who are there? What's the data say? Then, you know, are those who are in positions of leadership, power, and authority, you then can recognize whether or not they're doing those things. So, under Jacques Reach, Recreation, Trenton Cycling Revolution, it's an organization that I advocate with and for, and that is to promote equitable access for people to ball, to people for people to bike, walk, and roll here in the city of Trenton and beyond. There's also a Facebook page, Capital City Rollers. More of a dumping site for lots of different things pertaining to this region and bike, walk, and roll. Forthcoming advocacy work will be with ADA compliancy and making sure that folks who don't have uh, full mobility do have the ability to comfortably get around and with freedom just as anyone else. Under the environment besides building community gardens and growing lots of uh, vegetables and fruits and herbs here at our, our small yard in Franklin Park section of Trenton and encouraging people to do the same and expanding upon what the Trenton, my experience with the Trenton Green Team has been. Um, this liaison group um, that represents the city of Trenton via Sustainable New Jersey Is, is an organization that is open for people to join, need numbers to grow, come up, come up with ideas and thoughts and solutions about the current environment here in Trenton, including the air, water, lighting, trees, litter, cleanliness, legal dumping. That's via the Trenton Green Team. And soon, in 2024, I'll be telling you about the Mercer County Sustainable Sustainability Coalition, which I'm going to be a part of there. Expanding upon what we already know is happening positively in other municipalities, but seeing how that can spread to other municipalities in Mercer County, New Jersey, the capital county, along with um, the changes in government. Congratulations to Dan Benson who's now the new county executive, looking forward to chatting with him more and um, his plans for sustainability, for green technology, green energy, sustainability, recycling, new industries for the county. 
via art, um, I don't, I, I'd like to make art. Um, I don't sing, I don't dance, I don't play any instruments, but I like to paint and um, take photos and things of that nature. But with art, my focus has been on how can I big up others in the art space because of my access. Um, so via Amon's Brindled, or Lifestyle by Amon's Brindled on Facebook, I can introduce, and also Trenton 365 Performing Arts, I can introduce talent to a much larger audience than they would on their own. And uh, on these pages, you know, I talk and share content about artists who I know, who I have seen personally, um, who I've interviewed, to whom I have some sort of a connection, which is why it's as diverse as it is. But that's a testament to what I've been able to experience, as well as what I'm comfortable with sharing of my experiences. A big focus has been on curating art recently, and the art gallery where I'm doing that curation is at Hub 13, 13 West Front Street in historic downtown Trenton. There's a currently an exhibit up by Billy M.F. Brown, a.k.a. also known as Roy Hames III. And Roy is a tattoo artist. He's also a multi-dimensional artist. Um, he's a BMXer, a skateboarder. He does uh, some, some work with video, videography. Um, I, think, I don't know if I mentioned he's a tattoo artist. Yes, he's that's a tattoo artist as well. He's going to be curating the next show at the gallery at Hub 13. So the model is then the folks who I can put on, so to speak, to let them put others on. Because then it's not, you know, the double nickel guy trying to uh, run the whole space. Empower others. Share your experiences. Guide away from pitfalls. Be there to offer up support. Deflect the shine. That's the model. So Roy Haynes, Billy M.F. Brown will be curating the next gallery show at the gallery at Hub 13, which is opening on November 18th. 13 West Front Street, historic downtown Trenton. Uh, okay, Civics, Trenton Microloan Collaborative, one of the ways that myself and others are working to address the issues of mass incarceration is to provide funds and to advocate for and build community with and around entrepreneurs who are formerly incarcerated. Just recently, we held the second annual dinner of the Trenton Microloan Collaborative, and we honored some new recipients, shared some experiences, and had a wonderful meal via a local restaurant. I additionally um, you know, encourage you to, if you're someone who's a person of faith 
and um, looking for you know a place to potentially join or attend services. And these are Christian based, and that's at Westminster Presbyterian Church. It's definitely a little different than I think what most people would consider is a traditional Presbyterian church. It's multilingual, uh, multi-generational, um, culturally. It's multicultural because you know we do a combination of uh, modern as well as traditional music. Also implementing uh, performances and so forth, uh, such as praise dancing, signing, etc. And we've got a huge video screen. For which I lead into saying, being part of the community as a faith community or a church is really important to the success of the community. So just uh, yesterday, whew, yesterday, along with um, Purcell Carson, film professor at Princeton University, and the One Tretton Project, um, a multiple documentary shorts were shown at Westminster with uh, a focus on immigration from the Guatem- from the country Guatemala and Sacaja, I believe is how you pronounce the city, and those folks who have migrated to Trenton and some of their stories. And I got a chance to, you know, um, lead a panel discussion and be a part of the planning of the event, which went wonderfully. Um, we had local food, local vendors, um, local agencies were on site. And uh, leading the panel uh, or moderating the panel discussion, um, there were some things that stuck out to me. And that was the... Um, you know, the faith that the folks had and do have, the community that they sought support from and were a part of offering support to others, the passion and the willingness and the love they have for their family, families, and for the city of Trent. And that got me thinking about the importance of how we engage, right? And how we get this whole idea and process of getting more people involved in the process of building the community. Folks, to be comfortable with sharing their thoughts. To be comfortable with explaining to their neighbors what rules are. And why we put our trash out when we do. Or why we put it in canisters and not just bags. And why illegal dumping, whether it's in your neighborhood or not, is bad for everyone. Or why the civil service entities and municipalities need to be at the forefront of mimicking or displaying the type of citizenry we want. So that goes for employees of the city, of the county, of the state, police, fire hospitals, teachers because they're part of the backbone of our civilization so to speak to my British friends civilization and I'm, I'm doing work in health 
And health is very, you know, personal to people, of course. Um, so, and, and this is area where I, I struggled with how to share, but not share, and not put anyone in an awkward space about what they're doing. Because we all know what it's like to feel uncomfortable. Whether it's physically or mentally or if you're sick, you have the f- a cold, any of those things. Bad allergies, gout, an infection, a rash, a skin condition. We all know what that is like to have the discomfort. So I try to take my perspective with how I feel when I'm not feeling well and to encourage others. Hey, when you're in that space what can I do? And I encourage you to do what you need to do to feel better. Because if you don't feel good, you're not going to be worth much. So on the health tip, um, I, I guess I'm currently that I know of two generations where mental health has impacted my family. And that's on my, on my mother's father's side, my grandfather, my mother, um, s- several of her siblings have displayed cognitive decline as they've gotten older. So it behooves me and my family to say, hey, look, if something's going to take us out, it's probably what has taken out the others in our family. And if there's a similarity, you should probably do the right thing and just pay attention and start seeking some information and access. So that's what I'm doing with uh, mental health, mental wellness, and mental fitness. I'm going to say I'm going to expand on those things that I have been doing and talking about those and those professionals. But also looking at Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, and how, how we can kind of get ahead of that. And I say get ahead of that, at least having comfortable conversations in public, doing what I do, to just talk about and say, hey, look, you know, um, this has been my experience. Um, How do we get away from, you know, some of the errors and mistakes that we've done in the past and, and, and come up with some different strategies? Oh, yeah, and by the way, if we've got a handful of us and now we've got 10 of us and more than that, we can now start lobbying. We can start asking some questions of our elected officials about, hey, what's going on with this and and how can we how can we make some changes so that the next generations, the children, the children, the childrens, they uh, don't have to go through this. Or at least they've got a strategy to get around it or through it. And also about my appreciation for cannabis and marijuana, medical marijuana. I fully believe that this plant has helped to turn my life around and to some regards save my life. And not in this segment I'm not going to go into the details, but long story short, I had, you know, some mental health issues and, you know, was was near a very dark space. And some medication that was prescribed had adverse effects. And those effects were pointed out by my spouse, thanks Van, and I was able to pivot 
along with introducing more homeopathic um, <laughs> more homeopathic methods. And I, I'm talking about those experiences. And I'm talking about those experiences, not just from the health side, but also from this space of the love program that we're doing with as Black Cannabis Consultant. Love program stands for Legacy Operators Vying for Equity. Now, a legacy operator is a term that's used to describe people who have been in the cannabis space prior to the legalization of it. And that includes anyone who has consumed, gave away, shared, cooked with, etc. Cannabis before it was legalized by the government, by the state governments, because it's not yet federally. But you're a legacy person. And if you're looking to get into the legal market, well, Black Cannabis Consulting can help. Uh, with access to real estate, to uh, professional services, which you're going to need. More than likely, your lawyer um, is not going to be, unless they're already skilled in cannabis-related work in New Jersey, you should probably try to find someone who is. It's going to, if you're going to get into this business. It's, it's a very specialized marketplace, and therefore you need specialized services and professionals. And Black Cannabis Consulting can help you with that. In addition to that, um, we, we, through the Love Program, are offering up opportunities for existing businesses in the cannabis space to satisfy their social equity requirements for some municipalities. I know at this point it can get a little confusing with the terminology and so forth. So if you want to learn more about cannabis... You can go over to the website, black-cannabis.com. And uh, with that being said, on uh, Tuesday, no, excuse me, Monday, Monday, the 13th, November 13th, there's going to be a love program call. It's going to be a Zoom call I'll be leading. And you can find it again more on the website and the Facebook and Instagram pages for Black Cannabis about the love call. We'll be talking about the program, uh, taking in some qu questions and providing some answers and uh, encouraging folks who are already in the cannabis space to partner with Black Cannabis Consulting and the love program to satisfy your social equity requirements for your community, but also to know that this is going to be a direct connection to people who have been in the legacy marketplace and many of them will be social justice and social equity folks who have been incarcerated for this plant. And finally, with uh, Black Cannabis, um, stay tuned for the Black Cannabis cannabis and faith conversations that I'll be leading. I'll be sitting down with uh, faith leaders and not just Christians. These are faith leaders of all different denominations, asking them specifically about cannabis and marijuana and hemp 
about the health component of it and explaining the endocannabinoid system just like the endocrine system or the circulatory system the endocannabinoid system is something that's in our bodies the forthcoming economic impact jobs and not just plant touching jobs delivery jobs I mentioned professional services accounting law construction security all those different things need to be built out in this industry so it's an opportunity for an economy to be built off of this natural plant and the social justice component of it which also ties into the love program but asking the faith leaders like you're you're obviously doing some social work and that social work has probably something to do with folks who have been incarcerated or folks who have had some experience with cannabis and may still be in the grips of that and that's just keeping it real and that's what civic engagement radio is it's just keeping it real I found my way in the space in this industry I've had some success it's ever growing and expanding and I'm super thankful for that and at the same time I've got tangible things that I can say I can see I can touch because of what I've been able to do because of the blessings of the people who have provided an opportunity for me and I'm just going to make sure that I continue to share that so thanks for jumping on this impromptu call and uh, allowing me to rant a little bit there's so much that's going on they're going to keep changing and evolving just stay in tune or excuse me stay touched via social media facebook instagram trenton365 or my name and then uh we can connect at a time hopefully in person over some food and drinks and talk about how we can work together to build a better community for everyone remember it's always about justice peace and humility